You are listening to a Shotgun Report podcast. This is Roland Leong, Managing Editor of Shotgun Report, and we have with us our technoid, Bruce Buck. Bruce, in all shooting sports, there is protective gear, and one of the most important pieces of protective gear is eye protection. Can you tell us what you know about eye protection? Well, I, I, I can tell you what I know about it. Uh, but uh, that may not cover the subject, certainly. I know in, in Europe, especially in England, um, I was surprised when I'd shoot over there, very few people wore eye protection. Uh, and it's, uh, the ranges uh, didn't require it a number of years ago. Now I see more people doing it. But uh, uh, say 15 years ago, it was, it was, it was rare to see people use, uh, use any form of eye protection. In America, uh, I started shooting in the uh, in the 70s, and uh, eye protection was mandatory back then. So the Americans, I think, are we were a step ahead on this. Um, do the and when we say eye protection, I remember once watching an international skeet shoot off. Uh, I wasn't quite good enough to make the shoot off, so I was watching it. I'm standing behind Station Four in the skeet field with my arms sort of crossed in front of my chest, and one of the shooters was shooting. Uh, I think he was on station three, so he was shooting almost directly away from us, from the crowd watching. And he fired at the target that was going across, and I felt this stinging sensation right in my chest, right where my, you know, shirt, the V neck of your shirt opens up your chest. And uh, I looked down, there was a pellet underneath my skin. Now, what had happened, I'm, the only thing I can think of that happened was that the pellet left the guy's shotgun got underneath the rim of the bird and came back at 180 degrees because that was the only gun that was going off in the area and it was pointed directly away from me and I was definitely hit hard enough to break the skin. If that had been in my face and if I had not been wearing glasses, I certainly would have lost an eye. There's no question of it. So it just shows you when you're throwing 400 little pellets out there, amazing things can happen. Um, I've been shot while hunting several times, uh, both in dove field and quail field, just by pellets ricocheting off a tree or by somebody who swung around and didn't quite see me. Uh, I've never shot in the face, but I've certainly been shot a couple times in my body. Things can happen. So bottom line is you wear glasses, and anything is better than nothing. Um, I started like a lot of people did uh, uh, some 40 years ago, uh, shooting uh, Ray-Ban aviators, uh, you know that was what I that's what I had and that's what I put on. They were dark tint, you know, sunglasses. And I shot with those for a while. Then I wised up and went to uh, met Bud De- Deco D E C O T at uh, one of the one of the major trade fairs, and I bought a set of his high wides, uh, which were special shooting uh, glasses with particular plastic bulletproof lenses. And they came in various colors, uh, and they had an adjustable bridge. And I used those I used those glasses until the uh, adjustable bridge uh, sort of broke, and then I soldered the bridge and everything and kept them going. Later on, I went to the uh, Randolph Ranger Classic Frames, uh, and I liked them because they were a copy of the Decos. Um, 
those glasses had uh, cable temple tips, kind that curve around your ear mm-hmm. for security. And uh, I, I see some people use the standard curved solid temple tips, the kind you get on regular reading glasses, that sort of thing. Um, but I like the idea of the curved uh, temple tips, the cable temple tips, because uh, if I was hunting and I slipped down or something, my glasses would, uh, wouldn't fall off. These are the ones that yeah. wrap around your ear. Right. Yeah, yep. uh, that, 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 that would be the cable tip yep. uh, versus the standard like reading glass plane that sort of loop over the ear, but they don't curve around it. Um, the, uh, and I had prescription glasses, uh, and they worked very well. And then I had a bright idea that, well, gee, look, I was getting older. I needed my prescription lenses, but I needed bifocals too. So I... Uh, I had bifocals cut into the bottom of the prescription lenses in my shooting glasses. That was not the all-time bright move um, because when you're hunting, uh, you wear your glasses and you're looking straight ahead, and that's great through the regular prescription. And then you look down at your feet, and now you're looking through your bifocal reading lenses, and, of course, everything's out of focus, and you stumble and you fall. And uh, It was not the, not the smart thing. Now, because I do need, some, need glasses, I wear contacts and Plano lenses. Um, the, uh, I also got a set of the Randolph Ranger edges, and they're similar to the classic, the, the regular, uh, separate, separate, two separate lenses, uh, but the lenses are less deep. They don't go down as far on your cheek. And, uh, I never quite got used to them. The theory was there'd be less lens in front of your eye, so you'd get more ventilation going through. It'd be less likely to fog. But I didn't, I found they fogged us as much as anything. And I didn't like the idea when I looked down, I was looking underneath the lens. Uh, I wasn't looking through the lens. So things would change from a colored lens, you know, down to absolutely nothing. But again, everybody's, you know, everybody's uh, different that way. I've got a set of Beretta one-piece curved lenses, uh, which seem to be a very popular style. Um, but I, I worry about their durability, and I worry about them sitting too low in the face. As uh, remember, when you shoot, you're tipping your head forward very slightly. So you're looking generally, unless you have a very short neck and you shoot with an absolutely upright head, then you can look straight through your eyes, straight straight forward. But most people have a little longer neck and they tip their head forward slightly. So they're looking through the top part of their glasses. And when you go to your uh, guy to get your lenses ground, your prescription lenses ground, uh, You've got to make sure to make clear how you're going to be wearing the glasses so he knows where to grind the center of the lens. Um, the new one-piece curved ones, many of them, uh, you can't pinch the nose pieces together in order to raise the, raise the glasses to accommodate for the fact that your head's going to be pitched forward. Uh, so that would be something you'd really want to look for. Uh, but the curved glasses do cover from the side. You know, and that's a big plus in a hunting situation when you're uh, just as likely to get whacked from the side as you are from the front. Uh, don't ask me how I know about that. Um, lots of different glasses makers. Just make sure they fit correctly and can ride up high enough so when you tip your head forward, you don't look through the, you know, you don't look over the top of the lens. Um, now, the big thing you're going to talk about are colors. 
when, you know, what's the best tint? Roland, do you have any sense about colors? Do you hear anything about that? Yes, the information that I've gotten, and admittedly, it's, 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 uh, it's some of it's firsthand from an ophthalmologist friend of mine, and some of it is secondhand from, uh, indirectly from, uh, from DCOT, is that you, you want to pick the, the lightest tint that you can. Uh, and ideally, uh, if you can, if you can uh, stand it, is no tint at all. And the theory behind this is that when you have uh, more light coming through the lens, uh, your pupils constrict, that is, they get smaller. And as they constrict and get smaller, you have a greater depth of field. Like a camera uh, lens. As like a camera lens. Whereas when you put a darker lens uh, uh, in your uh, eyewear, your pupils will dilate uh, ever so slightly more than if with a, with, a, with a lighter lens. And as they dilate, you lose a little bit of uh, a depth, uh, depth of field than you would with a lighter lens. And, and the theory is with a loss of, that slight loss of depth perception gives you a uh, slight disadvantage uh, uh, when, when you're shooting. And that's, sure. that's the information that I've gotten. Well, I know I had a friend that we shot international skiing who's a Canadian, and he would come to the shoots and he would have literally a briefcase full of lenses. So he was really, he was manic about it. Um, there's a uh, very good, uh, uh, very good shooter's optometrist called Morgan Optical. You can check out Morgan Optical on the internet. And uh, they put up a list of what the different colors are supposed to do. Um, and I just thought I might go through that um, to uh, sort of refresh what people think about because uh, most people go with some kind of color because that's what sells. That's the big selling thing. Uh, I know when I got my Randolph Rangers, I ran up. I, I run pale yellow when I hunt because I'm hunting in a forest. Um, and normal day, I use a light bronze. And then for really sunny days, I use a polarized, very dark bronze. I'm not sure because polarization, because I, I use them when I fly fish down here too, which is a, a big helpful thing. Sure. But the but the various colors. Here's what here's what Morgan Optical says about the different colors. Clear. Um, an excellent safety lens, uh, but he doesn't he doesn't mention what you mentioned about the camera lens effect. That the less the more light you can let through, the better depth perception you have because your eye shrinks and it becomes a smaller f a larger f stop basically like a camera. So you can have a better depth perception you can see further. Uh, he goes on a pale yellow has a brightening effect in low light conditions. Um, the uh, uh, that's why I like to use it, and I shot pale yellow at night, and I thought they helped out a little bit. Medium yellow enhances orange clay targets in low light conditions. Full yellow is good for overcast, foggy days or late afternoon. Uh, the uh, sunset orange, which is a fairly bright orange. Is supposed to be good for bright, hazy conditions. Um, the uh, 
I use a, a sort of like a medium orange. That's my sort of medium lens. And that's an excellent all-around lens for orange, orange clay targets. Uh, dull, cloudy days, dusk or dawn. If I were going to go with one color, that's the color that I would pick for myself. I just want to mention different people see color differently. Uh, so don't you can't assume that uh, just because your friend likes one color, the, that color is going to work for you. And there's vermilion, that sort of reddish color, for shooting against green backgrounds. And it also works well for those with color with a red-green color deficiency. It highlights orange and dampens greens. Okay. Uh, then you've got light purple, providing excellent contrast of orange targets against green backgrounds or blue skies. I know I see a lot of guys shooting purple when they have a a pine tree background for clay targets. Then uh, dark purple is for very bright conditions, um, which it uh, gives good contrast of orange targets against deep blue sky in very bright conditions. Then you've got uh, brown, which is a light reducing, good definition of orange targets. You notice all these oranges things with orange and they give good definition of orange targets, a good all-around target lens for bright days with an open background. And then you've got uh, what, what he calls ranger bronze. I call it a dark bronze. And that's high contrast for bright, glaring days with an open background. Good for hunting in snow conditions for those of us who choose to do that. Uh, and that covers, that really covers the colors and that pretty much covers you know, what I'd like to say about it, I, I just do want to emphasize again, you need glasses. Uh, you need glasses that will allow them to sit high on your nose so that if you tip your head forward when you cheek your stock, that you'll be, that you'll be looking for glasses and not over the top of them. And one last thing, color is very personal. Thanks, Bruce. I hope that fills in our uh, readers and listeners about eye protection for shooting. You are listening to a Shotgun Report podcast.